Welcome to the Hydric and Struggles Leadership Podcast. Hydric is the premier global provider of senior level executive search and leadership consulting services. Diversity and inclusion, leading through tumultuous times, and building thriving teams and organizations are among the core issues we talk with leaders about every day, including in our podcasts. Thank you for joining the conversation. Hello, I'm Mary Aiskola, a partner in Hydric and Struggles Helsinki office and a member of the corporate officers' practice. In today's podcast, I'm speaking to Hanne Peltola, Chief Human Resources Officer at Neles, a Finnish publicly listed technology company serving the process industries globally. Hanne joined METSO in 2016 as a Vice President HR EMEA region. After a demerger and the creation of Neles in 2020, she became CHRO of the company. She is now a member of Neles Executive Committee running the HR and People Strategy. Hanne, welcome and thank you for taking time to speak with us today. Thank you and happy to be here. First of all, could you share Neles' journey to date and the reasons for the demerger from METSO? As Neles, our business has always been pretty uh, independent from, from METSO's minerals part. So we always used to have our own strategy, our own customer base and our own organization. So the demerger in that sense was actually quite logical next step from our owners. It actually allowed two excellent companies to proceed with their kind of success stories. Neles has actually more than 60 years of history. It started with an independent family-owned entrepreneurship and that was then kind of starting to grow globally. Then became METSO and, and Neles was integrated as a fundamental part to METSO and its predecessors. However, throughout this history, Neles has actually remained pretty focused and, and compact team, continuously developing uh, the business and its offering together with its customers. As we know, the advances in digital technology uh, keep disrupting also your industry. So what is Neles' uh, strategic plan for the next five years now? So uh, we actually see digitalization more as an opportunity than a disruption. It will have a big impact to our business, of course. However, we are already in that journey. And it's clear that the way our how our customers want to be supported is moving rapidly towards the virtual. And then, of course, what happens in the customer in environment will have a big impact on our own organization, on the, on the things that we need to learn as an, as an organization. And it will require continuous development, learning and, and innovating. And of course, we are a partner of, of many different kind of process industries globally. And the opportunities coming with the digitalization to improve the productivity and the reliability of our customers' processes are very wide. We are really there helping our customers to achieve that. And then, of course, the previous year has taught us that most of the office work is not really bind to any any specific location and that people really appreciate the flexibility and the choice. At the same time, really uh, being able to meet face to face with your colleagues and with your customers, kind of sharing the ideas, brainstorming, innovating and also kind of mingling and officially kind of build the relations 
has become even more appreciated. So good point of all of this is that digitalization actually now allows us really much more choices and, and helps us to balance our working and, and private lives as best for everyone. When Neles was created in 2020 at the onset of the pandemic, I believe that when you were planning demerger, you didn't have any idea about this this uh, unique situation. So how did you balance the challenges of building a people strategy for a new company with the challenges of the pandemic? I think the balancing here is really the right term to use. So it really started with looking at the same time to the horizon and then also acting in a very short Uh, short-term crisis mode and our focus was and, and still is very much in keeping our people safe and then ensuring that our factories can operate so that we can deliver products to our customers and I would actually say that our team adapted to the new circumstances extremely quickly mm-hmm. just uh, to be exaggerate it, it feels like we just took our laptops screens and, and keyboards made some space in the kitchen tables and and then at home and then continued the business. But this was at the beginning. So unfortunately, during the last months, the pandemic has also hit us very, very worse, especially in India, where our colleagues mm. and the society at large are really suffering. So the mm. crisis mode really isn't over yet, uh, even if most of the organization has been settled to this new normal pretty well since mid last year. And, and since then, our focus really has been more and more in the strategy and long term. How our business environment has changed, how will it change, and what are then the competencies needed and how to build them. And digitalization definitely is a big part of this all. Also building a leadership capabilities for, for this digital or hybrid working environment. That is pretty much our challenge today. In this unique situations, what did you have to do differently from a people perspective? A lot of focus has been really how to lead virtually and kind of how to create this sense of belonging and how to how to engage people while not meeting physically, how to kind of build and, and develop the teams. So uh, sense of belonging and being being a community is something that we have tools when we are working and meeting each other face to face. And now it was really time to to find and, and create new tools for making it all happen in, in the vir- virtual format. And our managers has, have really adopted new ways to communicate with their people and, and kind of new ways to have their fingers on a pulse. And of course, it has required a lot of learning new skills and how to become really savvy with your digital tools for, from all of us in the organization and also kind of supporting employees to adapt those skills very quickly. And then, of mm-hmm. course, throughout the year, we have also been recruiting new employees and new key people and onboarding mm-hmm. them, getting in, them into the teams and into the community quick and efficiently. And, and that is really something new. And, and we have succeeded in that, that as well. Interesting to hear. And uh, as very, very experienced HR in the global company. So what, what is your advice to attract, retain and develop talent? I would say it all starts from your values, your leadership principles and the culture. It is really about walking the talk and, and doing that in mm. an authentical manner. And the basis of our our culture and, and values is our customer success. And, and then also what we as a team can do to help our customers to succeed. And, and this then, of course, provides us uh, kind of opportunities to learn and, and develop ourselves. 
and and development always also means growth opportunities in a in a personal level and and then also kind of uh, opportunities to grow as a teams and and then of course for us as individuals sharing our own knowledge and also kind of being proud of what we do and this is what then creates the sense of meaningfulness and belonging and that as we know builds the engagement so mm. i would say that the attraction should then follow when we have all these elements in place and and the word kind of spreads out from the organization but of course it requires that we also actively share our stories so how have the concerns and needs of the workforce shifted from your time from at Mitsotuneles well i would say there are kind of two big shifts the other one is of course that now when we've been working uh, remotely that's uh, kind of one item but then also as neles being a a smaller and leaner organization so self initiated teams and and self leadership has has really become more important in a smaller organization job roles tend to become wider that of course then allows people more responsibility and also more opportunity to learn and and de- mm. develop themselves in in the larger entities actually which then for many of us is a big motivator and at the same time of course it it then requires new competencies and and agility and and really readiness to take those new challenges nowadays uh, diversity is a very very important topic so what advice would you give companies that are seeking to increase diversity in the workforce so are there particular challenges or benefits of being a finnish company to doing so Well, first of all, I would say that start with identifying and recognizing your biases. What are the reasons and assumptions, beliefs that are hindering the, the diversity to proceed in your organization? And then go through your practices in daily management, especially in recruitment, in selecting and promoting employees, in offering development opportunities, and so on. And be honest to yourself. And then you need realistic targets and plan how to how to get started like what will be your targets for the next couple next two years for the next five years where do you want to be then and what are your KPIs how do you measure your your progress there so really setting realistic targets i think it is a benefit to be a finnish or, or north european company we are globally we are seen as fairly advanced in in providing equal opportunities Uh, which creates of course an expectation that we would be advanced also when it comes to diversity and this is maybe a bit challenge for us as well we may think that we are further than we actually are uh, gender diversity has been well improving during the last decades however there are a lot of other areas in diversity where we have where the work actually has not even started yet so mm-hmm. i would say that increasing diversity should remain a common challenge for all the companies globally. Let's talk about then about your role as CHRO. So as you look uh, to the future, what are the new skill sets and behaviors that CHROs need to develop in order to excel? I would say that currently what is very much strengthening is is um, what I would call some sort of a ambassador for a well-being, life balance, and and even kind of this health part of the health and safety topics 
And then, of course, this uh, diversity and inclusion, as I mentioned earlier, I think we still have a lot to do. We hardly have even started in, in that area. Then, of course, digitalization. When it comes to our own function and the services we are providing for the rest of the organization, digitalization will play a big role. And then at the same time, also kind of building the overall uh, digitalization, digital capabilities into the whole organization. And then what remains very important still is role as a business coach, leadership coach. Then you, Hanne, you as a leader, what were the biggest challenges you personally had to face during the crisis? And what did you do to overcome them? That is a good question. And, and kind of I need to start from this very kind of human side of, of this this whole crisis. And it's it's really this isolation And as a people person, kind of getting a lot of energy in, in meeting others and being with others, it, it has been pretty challenging to, mm. to stay uh, isolated from others. And, and also kind of the sense of belonging is something where, where also I have had to work a lot. And I think it has also required us in, in, in my team to, to really start kind of redesigning our way to communicate with each other and the frequency of, of the one-to-ones and, and even the monthly meetings has changed. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the worry about the whole situation and, and how our people are coping in that one, that has been also a big, big mm-hmm. challenge there. Mm-hmm. And then maybe something I, I, I seem to share a lot with, with others as well is, is this uh, the, the sudden change from the office uh, environment to the team's environment and, and how the days at the beginning became very, very long, starting early in the morning and ending late in the evening with your headset on. And after a couple of months, kind of the body started telling that, hey, you cannot do this to me. <laughs> you need to move, move kind of a, or do something else than just kind of a, be there in the Teams meetings. And, and then also balancing one's own time. So time management and this physical exercise part have been something I have learned to better manage during this crisis. Yeah. What's the most important way your organization is building on the lessons of 2020? How do you reflect on that? I think for us, uh, kind of a most, not maybe most, but very important learning has been that we can really trust each other as an organization and, and that we can really together overcome the challenges in, in these type of exceptional times. And in the middle of that kind of also seeing that, that we can still build the flexibility and, and more balance in this new way of working together. And even at the same time, remain our focus on the future opportunities and, and implementing our strategy as a team. So we're kind of combining mm-hmm. all this and then also at the same time, learning and developing the new ways of working together with our customers, which also has been a big part of this. Okay, Hanne, as always, it's been great to talk with you today and uh, thank you for making the time to speak with us today. So, thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time.